0: podcast answer man episode number 399 entertaining educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference this is gspn.tv join the community hey everybody mark mason here from late night internetmarketing.com i've got two degrees in electrical engineering and when i have a podcast question i call cliff ravenscraft he is the podcast answer man Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right, my friends. It does not matter if you are brand new to this online content or creating world we live in or if you have been creating content for many years. There's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. Well, my friends, I am so excited to be here. Almost 400 episodes now. We're on episode 399 and could not be happier to celebrate this huge milestone that is coming up. In fact, i got something exciting to share with you. Taking things to the next level is what it's all about. And, uh, well, episode number 400 is already 100% completely recorded that's right, absolutely completely recorded. It's already been done before episode number 399. Knowing that it was a big milestone, episode number 400, I figured I would talk about probably again the most important thing that has helped me achieve great success in my life and in business, and that would be mastermind groups. I know that uh, you know some people are probably hearing a lot about mastermind groups these days. It's still a new concept to a lot of people and Uh, As a result of having some conversations with people who attended uh, Pat's session over at uh, Social Media Marketing World and then having some follow-up conversations with people who have been asking me, hey, Cliff, do you have a mastermind group? Do you know anybody where I can start or can I join one that you are aware of and stuff like that? I find myself having the same kind of conversations via email and also uh, one-on-one with people over and over again, and I decided... Episode number 400 is going to be the episode that I will point people to for my recommendations for launching your own mastermind group based upon my own personal experience with many different organizations, uh, mastermind organizations that I've been a part of. And uh, so if you're looking forward to that information, I hope you will be anyway. That's episode number 400 coming out next week. In this week's episode, I have just a little hodgepodge of all kinds of things I want to share with you. And so rather than telling you what those things are, let me just jump right into it. First and foremost, I'm very excited to head out to Las Vegas next week. I say that and I have to just bring in a little bit of transparency and authenticity in and tell you that at the same time, while I'm excited to go there, I'm going to be stoked to meet so many of you face to face, those of you who I've met in the past, but also those of you who have not yet had the chance and this will be our first encounter together. I am very much looking forward to that. At the same time, though, the transparent and just kind of being authentic with you, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of burned out with travel right now. Uh, just got back from San Diego, and and just before that, I had been on that cruise, and just before that, I it just a lot of travel. And um, I was just talking with somebody who was interviewing me for their podcast. Clay Lamb has the contractors uh, the podcast. Anyway, he was asking me, Cliff. Um, what, what do you, how do you set up your goals? And one of the things that I make a decision to do at the end of every year is to say, what have I done in this past year? And do I want to continue to do those things? And even though something may have been a, something financially rewarding, doesn't necessarily, it's not the qualification on, on whether or not that will be a goal in the year ahead, and I will never forget that back in 2011, I stated that in 2012, my goal was to achieve keynote speaker status, and that I would actually be a paid speaker, and I'd have more speaking opportunities, and I'd get to travel more. Well, all of those things have become a reality, and sometimes they say, be careful what you wish for. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong, I have I, I have done the things that I've committed doing to doing, and I have enjoyed it. But I think, well, actually, I don't think. I actually wrote it down I was, as I was having a conversation with my wife the other day. It's like in 2016, my goal will be to speak and travel less. And in fact, that's exactly what I've been going through this process in my life of, of taking in and asking myself, what are the essential things that I should be focused on? What are the things that uh, bring the my greatest area of investment and, and and contribution to the world or to the people that I serve? What is my greatest contribution? This comes from that book, Essentialism, from Greg McCowan, that I I read and I've told you guys about. And in fact, one of the most recent episodes of Michael Hyatt's This Is Your Life podcast, he interviewed uh, Greg McCowan on his podcast, and that was a very good interview. And uh but anyway, I've been I've been trying to think through and and process what am I what are the essential things for me to focus on. So one thing I'm gonna tell you about in this episode uh is how thinking through that has shifted my priorities again. So I have these list of priorities. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But all of that to say I am excited. Actually, I'm more excited today about going to Las Vegas next week than I was last week, because last week I'm like, oh, I just need downtime I need to relax. I need to just rejuvenate and uh, anyway I, I feel more relaxed now and more rejuvenated and and I guess I'm ready to go again. but I don't think my session is until Thursday so I got plenty of time for my session, which is really nice. Uh, I've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday that I'll be there and then I'll fly back Friday late. Uh, so you know I've got plenty of time in Vegas and I will definitely, be working to to make myself available in the hallways to have all those conversations and and to really spend some time face to face one on one with as many of you as possible. I could not even tell you how excited I am that I am not responsible for the podcasting track uh, this time around. Now trust me, that was a that was a great gig for me and I enjoyed doing that, getting the podcasting track up and running. And, and doing that for so many years, that was, that was a true honor and privilege, and, and I'm very happy with what was achieved there. But, man, the, to, to know that that pressure of, of, of being here, making sure all of the things are going exactly the way they should be, uh, all of the official functionality of it, all of that's off my shoulders. I am there primarily, even more so, just as an attendee and just want to be there and, and network, but I will be speaking and in fact, I've been working on my talk. Uh, just started uh, planning it out yesterday and I'm happy to tell you that uh, I've come up with the actual official title that I have. I, they, the, they had a working title that's up on their website. You can ignore that. But my my title is officially now 10 ideas that will take your brand to the next level by building a deeper relationship with your existing audience. Now I know that that's really long and I'm not gonna say those words up on there. But, but the whole idea of my talk will be that I'm going to give you 10 ideas of how to build a deeper relationship with your existing audience. So there's gonna be a couple things that we're focusing on. Number one, we're gonna focus on your existing audience instead of you know always focusing on where your next 10,000 subscribers are gonna come from. Um, we're, so we're gonna focus on that existing audience and we're gonna talk about how 10 ideas That you can implement to build a deeper relationship with the people who already listen to your show. And by doing any of these 10 or a combination, any combination of these 10 ideas, and on how that will take your brand to the next level without focusing on stats. So that's the whole premise of that talk. And um, I'm still building it. I haven't done any slides. I do have the 10 things written down. I'm not gonna share them with you here now because, well, I want you to come to New Media Expo next week and hear me talk about it. Uh, by the way, you can go, I have an affiliate link. It is uh, gspn.tv nmx for New Media Expo. gspn.tv nmx is my affiliate link. And also, if you use promo code gspn20, in the uh, sh- a shopping cart there, a registration form or whatever, you'll save $100 off your ticket. All right, and uh, yeah, so links to that at com slash 399, so look for that. All righty. And then after that, of course, um, I'm already starting to think about uh, the podcast movement. Uh, they finally have announced the, the latest round of speakers that they are publicly announcing, and, and I was among that list. I'm honored to be speaking at Podcast Movement y- again this year. You can go over to podcastmovement.com. Uh, I do have an affiliate promo code. You, can, you don't have to worry about a specific link for them, but if you use the promo code GSPN when signing up for Podcast Movement, you'll get 10% off your ticket and uh, my talk there i have the title and a description i have not worked on the actual content of it but it's called consistency is critical how to create a podcast with more than 100 episodes and then the description is did you know that a majority of podcasts never make it past the seventh episode in this session you will discover the most common reasons why most podcasts die before they even have a chance to build their audience. You'll also learn what you can do to create a podcast that will build a community of loyal fans for years to come. Now, I was just a part of a uh, podcasting panel with Michael Hyatt, Mark Mason, Pat Flynn and myself uh, over at Social Media Marketing World and it was a panel session on how to create a podcast with more than 100 podcast episodes. So I plan on taking some of that content that we shared there and also you know, putting my own stuff together. Again, I haven't started working on the exact content for that talk, but if you're interested in hearing me speak at either of these conferences, I would love to have you come out. And then while we're on the topic of conferences here, I am excited also about going to Manchester in the UK this September. It's September 12th through the 13th. Uh, 2015 here and uh, I have an affiliate link for that conference if you want to come to Europe or if you're in Europe you must attend right come on podcastanswerman dot com slash europe is my affiliate link. Again that's podcastanswerman.com slash Europe and um, I will be the opening keynote for that particular conference and I'm still trying to think about what talk I'm going to do there. I want to make sure that it's keynote worthy. Uh, I am my initial thought was to, that New Media Expo, this talk about focusing on your existing audience, that this would be the, the practice run for what will potentially lead into and be my keynote address uh, in, at New Media Europe. And so I'm probably gonna go ahead and deliver this address here in New Media Expo and, and then kind of talk with some close personal friends who are attending uh, the, the, the session there. And ask I will ask them, I said, do you think that this would be keynote worthy? And I'll get some real honest, uh, very raw feedback from some very close individuals to me to give me some feedback on that. And if if that doesn't turn out to be the keynote address, then I will probably fall back on the keynote address that I gave at Podcast Movement last year, uh, where I talk about how to change the world with the content that you're creating. So I have two different options there. But either way, I'm going to go to New Media Europe uh, this September, and we'll be doing the keynote there and looking forward to it. So those are things that are on my mind, lots of travel, lots of planning of talks and stuff like that. And next year, I'm looking forward to actually traveling less and, and um, you know, maybe actually even speaking less and, and stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. I love speaking, but I'm looking at my priorities and seeing, you know, what is the greatest investment of my time? What's going to give the greatest return on that investment of time? And and things, and so I'll explain to that, explain to you, uh, actually right now, I'm looking at my notes, it's, it's right now, it's time for my shift in priorities again, so, um, I, you know, I don't even have written down what my priorities were last time, before I, I made this change yesterday, I erased them and, and wrote my priorities in a brand new order, but um, I'm excited to tell you that I have a brand new first place priority, and it's it's gonna sound ridiculous to you, you're like, what? And some of you are going to be like, thank goodness, uh, that's been a long time coming. But believe it or not, my number one priority in my business right now, as of yesterday, is content production. Oh my gosh, I've been wondering what has been going on with me and content for Podcast Answer Man. And I know it has nothing to do with the fact that I ended my live streaming schedule. That has nothing to do with it at all. In fact, it has done nothing but increase my my quality of my show immensely by taking it away from the live stream so i'm very happy that i did that last week's episode episode 398 i did that live streaming via meerkat and periscope uh, simultaneously and i know that that show was not as good as it would have been had i recorded the show without streaming live um because I have the ability to to stop, pause for long periods of time and then go in a different direction or restart something and go in and edit that out in post-production. I don't typically do that when I'm recording live. So, in fact, uh, I just finished episode number 400 that you guys will get next week on uh, my my advice for creating your own personal mastermind group. And i tell you what, that is going to be an excellent show because it has there are several points in the episode where I just stopped mid-sentence on something that's just like you know what that's not the way I want to go I give it about 20 30 seconds and then I restart going you know back up a bit and restart in a different direction and then afterwards I went in in post-production and just edited out where I where those cuts were and and it's going to be a better episode so, but I, but I noticed that content production has been suffering. I've been like, man, what what's going on here? And the reality is, as content production, when I did take it off of my schedule, it actually did drop off as a priority. So, while it wasn't listed as a top priority, it was a priority in that it was a weekly scheduled appointment of creating Podcast Answer Man. Because there was going to be a live audience there. And when that live audience was gone, it wasn't the live audience that was making Podcast Answer Man a priority. It was the fact that it was on my calendar. And content production was not even listed on my list of priorities. And so I realized that this is just an unconscious thing. I need to actually realize that why do I do what I do? First and foremost, my greatest passion in this world isn't you know, making money from teaching people how to podcast. My greatest passion and why I left my career in insurance is because I love to create content. I love to take my experiences and what I'm learning and what I'm, what I'm experiencing. And I want to create content that's entertaining people, that helps educate people, that will inspire and encourage people. That's what I want to do. That's, that's why I do what I do. And yes, I, I do enjoy teaching people how to podcast and helping them enjoy the benefits of all these things. But I'll be honest with you, the, over the last couple months, it's like, man, I feel like I'm helping everybody else launch these podcasts. And, you know, I I, I, I haven't had the to, I haven't been making the time to make my priority the priority that I want it to be. And I feel like my content's just not up to, to par with what I want it to be. And so I'm happy to say that, Number one priority right now for me is content production. And that means that whatever I have to do, I want to be consistent. I want to have weekly shows. I would love for them to be there on the same day every week. I'd love for every show, every I'd like to make sure that my shows are there for Thursdays. That I know that I was putting it off until the weekend and stuff, but no, I want it to be a priority. I want people to have to come to expect every Thursday there's going to be an episode of Podcast Answer Man. Even if that means pre-recording and batching some shows then that's what I'll do. If it means that, you know, hey, I, I just don't have, you know, just a topic that's a burning desire for me to talk on, then call up one of my amazing awesome friends and have a conversation about something that's exciting for them and and just and share that with my community. There's so many things that I could bring to podcast answer man that will help you take your bu- message, your business and your life to the next level and and I I really need to make this, you know, it it's one thing to just go out and teach people how to create content, but I have to—I feel this obligation to myself to be creating great content as well. You know, to to be doing what I'm helping other people do. What otherwise? Why why convince people that it's worth it? it I can tell you right now, not being consistent has cost me. Uh, a lot it has cost me a lot I I can tell you that I don't check my stats very often but every now and then I do check my stats and my stats are lower and some people will say well it's because you're no longer the podcast about podcasting and it's not that I can tell you it's exactly the fact that there are two things number one I've lost that consistency over the last couple weeks and number two I I've kind of lost my heart for what this show is of bringing it, it's been up and down. And some episodes have been greater than others, and well, last episode was kinda so-so. This episode is still kinda so-so, but I think that this episode is more in line with what I wanna do, I just wanna share where I'm at, what I'm doing, and how I'm thinking about in the future. So this episode is actually better than last week's. Um, Last week was just, man, let's talk about Meerkat and Periscope, and I'm like, eh. You know, but that's real. I mean, I enjoy those things, and I think, by the way, both of those services are great for you to to develop a deeper relationship with your audience, even if it's just a few people in your community that shows up live. It gives them that deeper inter- interaction connection with you. So, I, I thought it was important to talk about those things. But yeah, you know, here's what I'm saying: podcast. Content production, and it's and it's not, by the way, my number one uh, priority right now is not content production, or not podcast production. It is content production, which includes creating podcast content, which includes creating some video for YouTube channel every now and then, or, or it, it, content production is a Meerkat or a Periscope Live. Uh, content creation is an email to my mailing list. Um, content creation is critical. I know that what's made me successful and, and gets me on the top of people's minds is the fact that I was consistently putting out content. And I realized that all my other high achieving, super successful people are, are popular in the minds of so many people because they're consistently creating and producing and publishing content for people to consume. And so, anyway, I'm happy to tell you that my new number one priority is content production. And uh, I'm here I am. I'm, by the way, I'm recording this on Tuesday, April 7th. This is not going to be released until this Thursday, so April 9th. I'm recording it two days in advance. Um, then next week's episode, episode number 400, as I told you, that's already been recorded, but that's going to be released to you guys on Thursday, April 16th, uh, when I'm in, New Media, uh, in Las Vegas for New Media Expo. And I can tell you right now that episode number 401 is probably, and it's, you know, this can change because it's not been recorded yet, but episode number 401 will probably be 10 ideas that will help you build deeper relationships with your audience that can help you take your business to, or your brand to the next level. So this talk that I'm gonna be doing at New Media Expo, either, either the recording of the actual talk itself or me in the studio before I go to Vegas recording it so that it's kind of in preparation to for the talk, or it could be uh, me coming back and saying, you know what, this is what I shared and I wanted to share it in studio quality and rather than just the recording of my talk. So I, I have three different options for episode number 401. What you'll get on, uh, what is that, April 30th? You'll have to wait and see. And, it, I, and I'm not promising you that it will be the 10 ideas for t- building a deeper relationship with your audience but that's more than likely what it's going to be. And I've already got an idea for episode number 402. Uh, Don't have it listed out yet, but just, I I really think that it would be a valuable thing for helping you take your business and your life to the next level. If I were to share with you the top tools and technology that I use that allow me to run my business from home. Um, You know, I, I don't know if I've ever done out of the you know, almost 400 episodes. I don't know if I've ever done that topic before. And if I have, it's been years ago and so much has changed. So I think I know that hearing that kind of content from some of the people that I follow is valuable to me. And so I'm thinking about sharing that for episode 402. But so I'm already thinking in advance and who knows how far in advance I'll start pre-recording some content. Um, I've been thinking that if, you know, just when I think about this batch processing thing, uh, one thing that I have that I do typically is I'll I'll say, hey, Podcast Answer Man, episode number 399 at the front of the show. And oftentimes when I mention that you can find it in the show notes, I'll say you can find that at PodcastAnswerMan.com slash 399. I know that episode number 400, I did both of those. I did the introduction of episode 400 and I mentioned PodcastAnswerMan.com slash 400 for the show notes several times in the episode. But... Um, if I, th- that's because I knew that that was going to be episode 400, I, episode 400 is a milestone and I wanted the mastermind principle and, and, and that that's going to be a go to episode. I'm going to p- point people to for years to come. And it's easy just to say, oh, you need episode 400 of podcast answer, man. And so that, that's why I knew that was going to be episode 400. But one of the things that I'm thinking about, if I do batch process some episodes into the future, one of the things that I may do is, is I may not actually say the episode number at the front of the show. And I may not, rep- uh, I may not uh, reference the, the exact URL of the show notes in the episode uh, as well. I, like, for example, if I was to pre-record episode 401 today, 10 ideas to help you build a deeper relationship with your existing audience that can help you take your brand to the next level... Um if I were to do that I would not mention the show notes at all. Uh and or I would say you can find it in the show notes and I wouldn't actually say you know you can find it in the show notes for this episode and people can look at their thing and see what episode number that actually ended up being in the title of the episode and they can go to the website and 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 pull that out. But the idea is that you know some of these things could be pre-recorded in advance and be put out in any order and that would allow me the freedom to have an inspiration where I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to get this out to my community right away. You know, and and that way I don't have like episode (laughs) 399.5. You know what I'm saying. Anyway, so thinking about that kind of stuff, but content production is my number one priority in my business. I don't know how that's not been there, except for the fact that it always has been because it was on my schedule until January of this year. And then all of a sudden, I've just been ah, man, something's not right in my life because <laughs> my content production wasn't a priority. Ah, I'm glad I changed that. So content, by the way, content production has bumped podcasting A to Z to number two. But podcasting A to Z, my four week online training course, is my number two priority. Um, it, so it, outside of creating content for podcast answer man and for pursuing a balanced life and family from the heart when stephanie wants to record that as well uh outside of those things then the next thing is is uh podcasting a to z as a priority so what what is it about podcasting a to z well it's marketing podcasting a to z it's uh making sure to create updated materials making sure everything's up to date for podcasting a to z it's creating new materials for a to z and during the four weeks of the course it is a to z And it's also, you know, hey, um, A to Z is coming up for four weeks. Let's see if I can't go ahead and get four weeks of podcasting A to Z pre-recorded so I don't have to worry about that on Thursdays. So that's where these priorities and thinking about them and, and actually having them in front of you and knowing what they are is vitally important, at least to me. And then number three is digital products, but that very much goes with podcasting A to Z. It's but the thing is, is digital products are standalone products that I sell individually, and so uh, when I'm not when I'm not working on uh, when I'm finished. <laughs> all of this travel and I'm, I'm not doing all of these other things, I can start creating some new digital, digital products or taking some existing digital products that are only available to A to Z students and create sales pages or some of the pages that I have, I can market, or products that I already have on my site for sale, I can market them better. And so I wanna start marketing existing digital products more effectively. Uh, that's something, it, it needs to be a higher, it needs to be a number three priority in my business. Equipment sales, my equipment sales are going extremely well, but there are things that I know that I can do to take them to the next level. I can actually increase my equipment sales and been thinking about things. But, but again, other things have gotten in the way of doing that. So equipment sales are, is something that, you'll, uh, that I will be marketing more aggressively uh, in the second half of this year for sure. Uh, let's see here. Affiliate referrals and commissions is number five. So uh, affiliate commissions like, you know, pr- produce um, referring people to Bluehost and uh, Adobe Audition and a, and a lot of other services that I use and recommend highly that people love, uh, you know, making sure that, I, that, that I'm that i giving those the, the uh, exposure to my audience that I can. You know, am I creating little free tutorials for my YouTube channel that shows people how to, you know, how awesome these tools are and am I sharing that information with my mailing list? Uh, Referral commissions, by the way, are, you know, people that come to me who don't want a four-week training course. They just need somebody one-on-one for one or two hours. I don't do one-on-one consulting anymore and so I have a network of uh, consultants that I refer that work to. And so I get commissions as a result of that. And so those the reason why that's a, a number five priority is because those things are generating income and doesn't require a lot of my time. It, it it's it's kind of either making the connection with a a, a referral con, a referred consultant or it's creating some content upfront that exposes my audience to these materials and then I make a commission off of those. And so it, it's it's not a lot of work you know I'm not exchanging hours for dollars that's that's it number six podcast interviews and by the way, podcast interviews were was much lower on the list but it, and it's finally i'm gonna start doing more podcast interviews and and in fact, uh number seven is public speaking and it used to be the other way around and uh the reality is 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 I realize that by doing podcast interviews, I actually end up reaching more people than i could do i could do four. Interviews in one day, four podcast interviews in one day, or six actually, if I wanted to. And I could reach more people in that one day than an entire year's worth of travel and speaking at conferences. And that's even including where, you know, I'm doing a keynote for 800 people. Um, you add all the conferences I speak to when I'm on the stage. Um, and even if no I have I have not been invited to speak on the stage of like 2000 people for social media marketing world I don't expect that I ever will and and honestly I don't know that I'd want to anyway but the the reality is is even if even if I was the keynote speaker at social media marketing world with 2000 or 2500 people if I was the keynote speaker for podcast movement again this year and I was 800 people if I was I don't know how many people are going to be at, at, which by the way, I'm not keynoting at um, Podcast Movement. Uh, I'm just doing a track session there. I just want to make sure you guys understand that so you know. Uh, but anyway, it, it, even, if, even if I hadn't the greatest year of exposure with large audience, I would still in one day of doing podcast interviews, I would reach more people with my message and my brand uh, through podcast interviews than I would in an entire year of traveling around the world speaking in front of audiences. Um, now, not to say there's nothing, trust me, it's valuable to speak at these events, but uh, for when it comes to the bottom line of the the financial success of my business, I know that uh, it's a greater investment of time and when it comes to financial return to do podcast interviews, and that's why now podcast interviews is number six. Number seven is public speaking, so I still have public speaking as a priority um, I, I I not not just for the exposure to the audience of my of my brand and picking up new clients, which I do uh, very gratefully pick up new clients at each of these speaking gigs that I go to, but also the reality is is I get to connect with people uh, you know I get to meet people face to face and and so I still like going and attending these conferences and speaking to get in front of a group of people so they know who I am. Uh, being able to speak in front of an audience gives people an opportunity to say, oh, wow, so you're Cliff Ravenscraft and this is what you're about. Now I'm interested. Tell me a little bit more. And as an introvert, they can start the conversations instead of I start myself starting the conversation, which kind of actually stinks that my talk isn't until Thursday now that I think about it. I guess it had been better if it was earlier in the week, and so people would have the rest of the week to kind of do that. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, so my next... Priority after podcast interviews is public speaking. Number eight is community meetups. Now, I do not have a community meetup yet scheduled for New Media Expo. I don't know that, you know, with, my, I mean, it's already Tuesday and I leave Sunday. I don't know that I'll have enough time to to schedule a meetup between now and and New Media Expo. I mean, if I do, I know that um, I could instantly put it out just to invite invitation to people who are podcasting A to Z alumni, people who are podcast mastermind alumni, people who used to be a part of that, and also people on my mailing list. And just only invite those people and I would pack out an entire meetup. It's just whether or not I have the time to scout out a location, do all the logistics of all of those things, and prepare for this talk and all the other stuff that needs to happen before I go. So I can tell you this, that meetups has to be a greater priority for me. And in fact, I've decided that I'm not going to do live events, those one-day business masterminds attached to these conferences that I attend. I am going to do live events, which by the way, live events is now number nine. It is my lowest priority on my listed priorities. There are other priorities in my business, but, number, but I only have nine that are actually listed that I'll see every day. And live events has moved down to the bottom. And the reason why is scalability. You know, it, it, it's not something that scales extremely well unless I do a big conference. And I'm not ready to to put that much of my resources into it. Not until my kids are a little older and, and stuff like that. And and once I have, you know, I, I have more free time in my schedule with, with my business. Because I, as I said, this year is the year of fitness for me. And um, I've got some pretty strict... Uh, time commitments to to my daily workouts, as some of you are aware of, especially if you follow me on Facebook, facebook.com/slash cliff Ravenscraft. You'll see what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, so yeah, community meetups. I want those to. I, I want to start doing those more often. Um, I I don't know how I got out of the habit of that, but I can tell you, I'm missing. I'm missing the community meetups. And so, yeah, if you're not on my mailing list and you and if you want to potentially be invited to a meetup that I have in Vegas, if I do one next week, then please head over to my mailing list, podcastanswerman.com, and uh, in, in the sidebar, sign up for my mailing list, and uh, I'll, uh, you'll get the invitation if I do one. I can, I can assure you that I will have one at Podcast Movement in August, and I can assure you that I will have some kind of meetup in uh, New Media Europe as well. So a little private gathering for people in, the, in my community. All right, so anyway, that, that's the shift. And I'm hoping by making content production number one, uh, that is going to, again, keep the consistency coming. Every Thursday, a new episode, regardless of if I'm out of town or not, doing A to Z or not, doesn't matter. Every Thursday, a new episode. That is what I want to do. And uh, other content production as well. All right, let's turn to a voicemail question. You know, I, I, I don't do a lot of questions on Podcast Answer Man these days, but uh, I still have the voicemail feedback hotline, 859-795-4067. Uh, if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash feedback, there's a bunch of different ways you can send feedback. Uh, specifically questions, not looking just for general feedback, but, uh, I'm looking for questions that might potentially be covered in future episodes. If you want to submit your question. And by the way, your question isn't just about podcasting. It can be about podcasting, but, uh, you you can ask a question about specifics about mastermind groups. You can ask a business, uh, a question about business, um, content, you know, email list. You can ask anything that you want. I am not guaranteed I'll cover every question that comes in. But if I like your question and uh, it gives us something new and fresh to talk about here, chances are I'll cover it in a future episode. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com feedback. And uh, let's go ahead and turn to the voicemail feedback hotline. Jim Bramham, take it away. Hi, Cliff. This is Jim Bramham from Canton, Michigan. And this is for the world-famous Podcast Answer Man. I was wondering if you've ever interviewed somebody and then decided not to publish the episode. And that could be for a number of reasons. Maybe the audio quality was so poor on their side that you couldn't fix it. Or they turned out not to be the expert you thought they were, or any other reason. Because obviously they're going to think they're going to get on your show and get some free publicity. And I just wonder how you or we would handle that if that ever happened. I was wondering if you talk to them before the interview and just let them know that you have the option of not publishing it if it doesn't go well. So that's it, and it's great talking to you. And I am pumped up because I have just signed up for your May 25th A to Z course. I'm really looking forward to it. So take care. Thanks for all you do, Cliff. Bye. All right, Jim, thank you so much. And by the way, I am so excited to know that you're gonna be in my May 25th session of podcasting A to Z uh, can't wait to work with you the, during those four weeks together and see what you got cooking, uh, Jim. Looking forward to it. So let's see here. Um, did I ever interview somebody and decide not to publish it? I can't recall a time where that's ever happened. Now, there are a couple times where I thought about should I publish this, uh, but I published it anyway. Uh, but but I've never really had the, a, a, a situation where I decided not to publish it. Now, a couple things here. One if you're If you do an interview and the audio quality is so poor um, that you don't want to publish it because the audio recording is just absolutely horrendous, you know something went terribly wrong, then certainly that makes sense and and you could easily just contact that person and say listen this unfortunately we had some technical issues and Uh, it, it, this just doesn't sound great. And I don't think it would be a great representation of you. And for that reason, you know, I'm just not going to be able to publish this. Would you like to reschedule? Um, and so that's how I would handle that scenario. Uh, and by the way, if I'm, if I'm scheduled to record somebody and I can tell as I'm getting ready to hit the record button before we hit the record button, if, if all of a sudden their audio is just terrible, um, I would actually reschedule the call right then and there. Um, and, or try a different method, you know, get them on the telephone instead of Skype or something. If the audio quality, I, I would not even go through the process of recording the interview if what I'm hearing doesn't sound good. Um, but, but there are situations where perhaps you're recording into software and everything sounded great when you were on the call, but then all of a sudden something terrible has happened to the actual recording. There's an entire hiss throughout the whole thing that can't be removed without destroying the audio quality, then sure. Just let them know and, and say, this isn't going to work out. Can we reschedule? And if it doesn't, if they can't reschedule, then, then just profusely apologize and, and just move on with life. It happens, you know? Um, it, matter of fact, it's one of the reasons why I only record the way that I do, using a mix minus and using recording into a digital audio recorder because the digital audio recorder gets exactly what I hear in my headphones is what it gets in the recorder, and I know it works all the time. Uh, So I don't necessarily run into that myself personally. So that's why I know that if what I'm hearing when I'm talking to them sounds good, then I'm pretty sure 99.99% of the times that's exactly what I got recorded and it sounds great or at least it sounds sufficient to what at least allowed me to say, yeah, let's go ahead and move forward with this interview. Uh, And by the way, um, yeah, well, that's it, good enough. Now, what about if you interview somebody and uh, you you don't wanna release it because after doing the interview, you realize they're not quite the the expert that you thought they were? Well, my friend, and and Jim, this isn't just to you, but to anybody who might have this experience, I think that that's pretty much on you, uh, it, it, that's kind of your responsibility to know whether or not that person's the expert before you invite them. Um, do your homework on that. Uh, try try to avoid that from ever happening by not in not by not inviting somebody to be a guest on your show who who you aren't absolutely certain is the person who should be on your show. Now I realize this can be tougher for some of you guys who might have an interview only based format episode show. But, um, you know, that one of the things that comes with it is being, you know, responsible to, to bring great content to your audience and, and make sure that, that the people that you've got, you know, that, you know, for a fact that they have something of value to share with your audience. And so here's the deal. If you, if you've just, you know, it's like, oh man, there's this guy and, and everybody loves him, talks great things about him. And I'm inviting him on my show because he's got lots of Twitter followers and all this other stuff. And and I'm not saying this is you, Jim. Uh, but again, this is just for the overall audience out there. If all of a sudden you you get in there and it's like halfway through the interview, you just realize this isn't working out. This this guy is not who I thought he was, and stuff like that. Um, you know, I you know what I will tell you there. I don't think actually there was a time. This wasn't an interview. There was a time I was working one on one with a client as a coach and consultant. And about fifteen minutes into the call, I realized this was a client that I didn't want to work, that I did not want to work with, uh, that we were not going to gel well with not one another. And that's only happened to me one time in my life uh, since I since two thousand January two thousand eight. Um, anyway, it's, and 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 literally, I, I just we were on a consulting call. He had he had prepaid for the call and and it, he had prepaid 300 my rate was $300 an hour at the time and he had just paid me $300 the day before and we were on our on our call together and 15 minutes into the call I, I said say i said listen you know obviously you know i'm i'm sharing some advice with you and you're telling you're giving me this feedback and you're not willing to to do this and and the rest of everything else that i was going to share was based upon this and and you're asking me to explain to you how to do something that is Not experience that I've ever had before, and you know I'll tell you what, just to save both of us a lot of time and headache, what I'm going to do is I I, I'm going to suggest that we go ahead and end the call now, and I'll go in and I'll immediately refund your three hundred dollars. You know, for me I'm I'm just that kind of person. I don't like to beat around the bush. Uh, If I get in, I I would imagine that if I was in the situation where just halfway through the the interview, I'm like, man, this isn't this isn't what I thought. I would actually probably personally, and I'm not, and here's the thing, not everybody has this personality, but I'm the type of person who's gonna say, yeah, you know what, I, I I'm sorry, I just hit the stop button on the recorder. You know, this I I apologize, this is my fault, but uh, you and I have a different worldview and and the kind of I I thought you had a different message and. It's my fault for not, for whatever reason, I, this isn't the kind of direction that I really wanted to go with this interview. And I am so sorry for wasting your time. And sure, you're probably gonna ruin a relationship, a potential relationship that, you know, and whatever. But I just tell them straight up, this isn't gonna work out. And see, the thing is, is I would try to avoid that by from ever happening by not inviting that person in the first place unless I knew that they were the person I would want to have on the show. Now, I did have a podcast episode where we, I interviewed somebody and I wasn't happy with the interview afterwards and it's the worst it, I think it's probably the worst episode I've ever published in my life I won't tell you where it is or who it was with but I can tell you that I it was a show where I had a co-host and my co-host was very excited about talking to this person was a huge fan of this person and I wasn't a huge fan and um, and this person my co-host happened to be traveling somewhere at the time and had a terrible connection to Skype, and as at the very last minute, I ended up having to do the interview, and I had zero, zero interest in actually interviewing this person, and so I was at a complete loss for, for questions, and and that was a that was like pulling teeth, and that's one where I chose to put it out anyway, but man, that's one where it's I I could have probably said, you know what, this isn't. I didn't feel good about it, but if you're not going to play an episode, uh, uh, if you're not going to publish an episode, then just write to the person and and tell them you're not going to publish the episode. What you tell, them, I mean, don't lie and say it was poor audio recording. If it's not, uh, not that you would ever do that, Jim. But uh, you, sometimes you don't even have to give a, a reason. I mean, you could just say, "Listen, um, due to another number of circumstances," uh, I'm. Well, first, you don't have to actually. Tell them that you're not gonna publish it. Just don't publish it if you want. Um, some people won't even know. Uh, I personally would tell them, and and I would just say, you know, this I'm not gonna publish this. And if you're like me, you'd probably just tell them why. You know, and, and I'm not too concerned about whether or not that person hates me afterwards. If, if I chose not to do it because I thought this wasn't the message for my audience, and it didn't come out exactly in a way that I, th- feel fits with the overall tone and direction of, of what I want to create with my content. I just tell them that, and that's what it is. Um, every now and then, you might get somebody who uh, has written a book, and you know that they have a message that is perfect for your audience, and this is something I have had happen, uh, where it's like, man, this person is, is, is so, it would be so great to talk, and that person is just not a conversationalist. Oh, boy, it's like pulling a teeth. You ask them a question and, and you set it up for them. I mean, literally, just about anybody in the world can knock this one out of the park and go on for about three or four minutes and you get, yep. And that's it. That's all they said. You ask them this question and you set it up and you get, yep, that's it. <laughs> and then you're off to the next question and, and uh-huh, yeah, that, that was good. And like, seriously? And, and that... I, I haven't had, I've had that happen before, but what I've done in those situations, and it's very, very awkward for me and very awkward for the person I've invited, uh, but if if I don't wanna give up on, on the content, then what I do in that situation is I ask them a question and if all they do is give me a, yep, that was exciting, I will just sit there and I will count to 10, 15, or even 20 seconds complete and utter silence. It's the most uncomfortable silence in the world until finally they actually say something in addition to, "Yep, that was exciting." And and then and wait for them to take the conversation further. Sometimes the the person will actually say, "Are you still there?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I was there. I'm still here. I'm just waiting to see if you could think if you had anything to add to to that. And, and, and the, that's the magic of post-production. You can edit out all those pauses and by the end of the interview, that interview might've been scheduled for 30 minutes and it might've taken you, you know, an hour and 10 minutes. And when you're done, you've got a 25 minute interview that sounds amazing. And that person sounds like a very conversational person. You took out all the awkward stuff and, and you have this great sounding thing. And then You send them a link to that and say, listen, you know, I know that it seemed a little bit awkward. I was trying to pull, you know, some stuff out and I I, let it be silent. But here's what it ended up sounding like. I hope that you're happy with this. So and, and then you ask the question, Jim, should you ever suggest right before you're ready to hit the record button that you reserve the right to not publish their episode? No, I would never suggest saying that to anyone uh, if if anything, you could create a a, a, disclo- a, a disclosure a agreement form for people to sign and, and stuff like that. But even I don't do that. But but no, I would never say right before. It's like, listen, thank you for being a guest on my show for agreeing to be a guest on my show. I'm gonna record this. And and by the way, it's just full disclosure. I do reserve the right to not actually ever publish your episode, this interview, just in case it's it's a you know something goes wrong technically on my side. Or I decide that you're just a complete deadbeat that really means nothing to my audience. I, now, Jim, I know that you would never say that, but in my mind, that's what I'm here is like. I I would never, in a million years, I would never want to be on the receiving end of somebody who says, "Cliff, thank you so much for scheduling some time out of your busy day. Just so you know, I intend for this episode to be used within the one of the next five to." six episodes but but the reality is 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 it you could be bumped all together and I might never use this is that okay with you I would I'd feel pretty lousy I'm like serious I would never want to I would never be want to be on the receiving end of that conversation and so I would never me- recommend that you do that so Jim a couple things number one if you're not gonna publish somebody's episode my 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 approach is just tell them uh, and I would personally just tell them the reason um and as far as uh, making sure that, that you're inviting guests on your show, that, that you have a very good sense that, that it's going to be a great episode and, and then do everything in your power to make it so. All righty. Oh, and by the way, and don't let the possibility of a, 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 bad, a bad interview keep you from pursuing and creating content uh, because, because you're going to have some bad ones from time to time. And it just, it's a part of life. All right, one other topic I have here, actually I got two more topics, actually one more topic. Uh, But anyway, another topic I have here is my site over at gspn.tv. Now, gspn.tv stands for the Generally Speaking Production Network, Um, so GSPN. Now, for the longest time, when I first started out, I was creating lots of podcasts. There was a time when I used to produce seven to 15 podcast episodes every single week. Uh, we had shows that were devoted to TV. Sh- we had like multiple TV show fan podcasts. We've had book-related fan podcasts. We I've had technology podcasts, business podcasts, faith podcasts, family podcasts. We've had so many different podcasts over the year, over the years. And there is always something being uh, put out onto my gspn.tv site. And recently, I got some feedback uh, that I shared on Pursuing a Balanced Life as somebody who had quote unquote said you know it seems like you've abandoned your community i'm like no it's not true uh but but one of the things they said is like just look at your site there's hardly anything that ever happens at gspn.tv and i'm like what that's crazy there's every week there's two to three new podcast episodes posted every single week and then what i got to realize is if you go to my if i went to my my uh, navigation bar on the top of my site, I realized it still had the, the link to the live page. And of course there's no live shows anymore. Uh, so I took off the navigation menu item for live stream. It's no longer there. Um, and, and so that, that took care of that problem, but there is also a, a link for my blog. And the reality is, is I don't blog very often. And so there was nothing there. And so, um, You know, I I thought about I could take the blog off of there, and it's just home, show descriptions, and then browse our content. Uh, But I decided I want to keep the blog on there. Uh, Every now and then, I do write a blog post, but it's very few and very far between over at uh, over at gspn.tv. And that blog is different than my blog posts on Podcast Answer Man because Podcast Answer Man is generally more um, taking your message to the next level, taking your business to the next level, taking you know, that that it's the business side of things. And GSPN and everything else over there is more of the personal side of things. And, uh, you know, I, so if I want to write a personal family blog post or something like that, I'll share it over on the GSPN blog. But again, I very rarely did it. However, I decided, you know what, I do, I I, I can think of a way that would be great for me to consistently publish new content to that RSS feed or to, or to that particular section of my website. And that is these Instagram photos that I'm doing. I take selfies all the time. Yes, I'm that narcissistic, I guess. But I, I what I do is I take selfies after every workout that I complete. And also I take selfies of just like big things that I'm excited about. And 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 pictures of on Instagram, and so I I use Instagram a lot, and I, I would say I have on average at least one, sometimes two or three Instagram pictures per day, but almost always there's at least one Instagram photo per day, and so I looked up and found a a plugin for WordPress called Instagrate. So Insta. G R so like integrate. So it's integrating Instagram in your WordPress, right? So it's called Instagrate. And it's actually called Instagrate to WordPress. That's the full name of the plugin. I'll put a link to it in the show notes, podcastanswerman.com episode or slash 399. But again, Instagrate to WordPress. And this uh, to plugin is automatically checks my Instagram feed every so often, and if there's a new photo there, and are sections, you can actually have it to create a new post in your blog, uh, and you can choose what category it gets published to, and I put it in my blog category, and um, you can change the setting to where it actually the picture shows up, but it's a link to the original Instagram post on Insta- Instagram site, or you can actually tell it to, and this is what I've done, Take the take the actual original image from Instagram and download it into your WP content folder. And so that's what it's doing. Every time I publish something new on Instagram, that photo is downloaded as an image into my server and published as, as a picture. And and whatever status update I write in, you know, the status update, the, the text that I write in on Instagram, that becomes the title of that quote-unquote blog post. And if you go to gspn.tv slash blog, You'll see all of the the photos that I've been sharing, all of my blog posts there. And now, um, if you go to gspn.tv and you click on show descriptions, you've got content there that's relevant. If you click on the blog, it's always got tons of fresh new blog content, which it's it's a it's a photo blog mostly but I can occasionally write a written blog post there if I choose to do so. And then if you click browse our podcast, you will get the most recent episodes, which there's still at least two episodes a week that are consistently going on there and sometimes three or more. So I'm happy to say that now gspn.tv is consistently updated with fresh new content and partially thankful to, thanks to the Instagrate to WordPress plugin. Alrighty, I, you know what? That's enough. That that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode. Um, you know, I, I've covered a lot of things here, and that's why I did didn't want to share with you everything that I had listed because uh, I wanted to make sure that uh, that I, I didn't go overboard with too much content this week. But that, that's what's going on in my world. That's how I'm working on processing where I am, what where I've been, and what I'm going to be doing forward. Uh, I'm not going to play the music here at the end. I I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I haven't been playing the last three and a half minute outro music. Just kind of just been wrapping things up. I do want to thank you guys for tuning in. And for those of you who will have listened to all 399 episodes of Podcast Answer Man, I'm so excited to celebrate with you guys and that you'll be celebrating my 400th episode of Podcast Answer Man with me. Uh, effective next week, next Thursday, while I'm in Las Vegas, you guys will hear my 400th episode, which has already been recorded. You'll get all my advice about creating your own mastermind group uh, that'll help you take your your message, your business, and your life to the next level as well. And of course, before I go, I want to share with you what helps me pay the bills around here, and that is my podcasting A to Z course. Are you thinking of launching your own podcast and don't know where to start? You could have your own high-quality podcast online in just under four weeks. Even if you have absolutely no technical knowledge about how podcasting works. Intrigued? 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 Since 2006, Cliff Ravenscraft, a Podcast Answer Man, has trained thousands of people on how to launch a successful podcast. Cliff has coached top-ranked podcasters, such as Pat Flynn, Michael Hyatt, Michael Stelzner, Dan Miller, John Lee Dumas, and the list goes on. Podcasting A to Z is a four-week group training course that leads you step-by-step through the setup of your very own podcast. Not just the technical side, but also the mindset that goes into creating a successful show as well. One thing is Yes, At the end of four weeks, you will have experienced one of the best investments you can make in taking your message to the next level. To learn more details about the course, head to podcastinga a to z dot PodcastingA2Z.com. And that's, that's going to do it, my friends. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Help me celebrate 400 episodes by tuning in again next week. And I hope to work with some of you in my next session of Podcasting A to Z on May 25th. If you have any questions, you can head over to podcastinga2z.com for more information. Or you can email me, cliff, at podcastanswerman.com. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Podcast Answer Man.